When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My name is Ray Park. You may know me as playing Dolphin the Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo and Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the Force is strong with you all. And remember, sit forward. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the Force be with you. Welcome to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, where we talk about all things Star Wars. I'm James. I'm David. Hello, David. How are you? Good. How are you? That's We're all great. Good here. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been on a, a regular podcast, and I do apologize, everybody. Just my schedule here is very busy, but Apologies. David and I, Apologies. yeah, uh, David and I actually uh, try to podcast uh, throughout the week on Patreon daily, so uh, that's that's a lot of fun. I enjoy doing that. So randomly, David will be like, "Hey, can you podcast?" I'll be like, "Yeah," or "No, I can't." <laughs> Which this week I was really busy, so I apologize for not podcasting a lot during patreon daily but i'm here tonight so let's see what kind of damage we can cause how was your day today hey we're matching we're matching shirts kind of almost almost 2019 uh, 2022 there we go nice so we didn't plan this by the way just want y'all to know that we did not plan we just love star wars we just love it so much but my 2022 merch is on the way though i spent some money a while back and it was oh, it was like I did a virtual shopping session. <laughs> so stuff is on the way because I couldn't oh. go to the celebration store. Yeah, I mean, that, everyone was saying there's nothing there. Don't even go up there. I'm like, okay. It was like on the what second or third floor. Uh, it was on the second floor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. My my buddy was like, it's a 45 minute wait, and I was like, all right, let's go. And then it was like it was like a three hour wait. But um man, I saw people taking apart the uh the mannequins there to get the shirts. Like I saw That's arms and, and torsos all over the place. Arms That's and torsos different. everywhere. It was so strange. That should be the title of this episode. Arms and torsos everywhere. Arms and torsos. Uh yes, celebration twenty twenty two. Uh all right. Well let's get this uh let's get this rolling. What do we got today, man? Yeah, before we dive into everything. Ooh. Some shout outs are in order. So as yes. you all know, we have our new Patreon tiers and we have the purple, red and black tier where if you join one of those tiers, you get a shout out. So I want to just shout out these people who support the podcast. And if you want to support the podcast, of course, you can support us going to patreon.com forward slash. What is it, James? Uh, I think it's a uh, stuff pod, I think is what it is. Forgot the name of our own Patreon. We're gonna have the links in the bottom though. You can just click on the links in the uh, the show notes. We'll have them. We'll have them there for you. There so, it yeah. is. Yeah, it's Star Wars. There it is. Two one eight seven. Star Wars podcast. Two one eight seven. I think you're the one that came up with that. I did come up with that. <laughs> That's why I that, threw it to you, James. So yeah, but that like was said, like if, a while ago. Yeah, okay, if you sorry. want to support us, support us on Patreon. It's wonderful. It's great. We drop content just like that banner says. Pretty much. Every single day, unless there's like a life event going on, which uh, several have recently. But 
I want to just shout out Chris Simpson, longtime supporter, Kevin Leninger, Devin McCaffrey, Drew Peters on the red tier, Liam McCallion, Fenrir526, Matt Heath, Maya Morris, and on the black tier, Maka Tawatala, Nathan Shank, and Evan Opaker. Thank you so much, guys. There's a shout out. I love saying your names. I love you guys. So, yeah, I just want to talk about that. And on to the very first subject. Very early this morning, James sent us a text message. And <laughs> I looked at it and I was like, nah, that's fake. I and did the same. then I saw a lot of people talking about it. And it was uh, the fact that there is a possibility that we're going to get a season two. I know mean, it's a horrible picture, but, and it's in Spanish to top it off. But if you decipher it, it, it basically says season one, season two of the book of Boba Fett. And what I was able to find out was the fact that this is an authentic piece of Disney plus material. So my thinking is someone just kind of messed up and dropped this early and, and let the public photograph it. So what do you think, James? I um well because when I first saw it, it did look a little it did look a little weird but then I noticed multiple people had taken pictures of the same thing so I was like okay maybe it's maybe it is legit um I I don't know it just seems so strange that they I don't know I don't know but then again this something like this has happened though something like this has happened where I mean another it's in another language but it's like oh well I I guess they I guess it's real but yeah um from the way this looks because above it is the bad batch. And it mm-hmm. says season one, season two, muy pronto, meaning coming soon, you know, very soon, pretty much. Um, and then the book of Boba Fett is before Mandalorian. It's I don't know whether or not they did that on purpose or they just wanted to just show you, hey, this is what we have, you know, ma- um, alphabetical order. Um, but from the look of this, it looks like book of Boba Fett comes out before Mandalorian. Uh, but I, I, I don't I, I don't think that's the case. What do you what what do you think? Do you think this is real? Do you think this is legit legit? I think it is legit, legit. Um, people were like really delving deep to try and figure out the accuracy of this. So according to, like you just said, multiple people took different pictures. There are different pictures circulating. So this is a pamphlet. This is a piece of paper that this mm-hmm. is printed on. And someone in Argentina um, in the marketing department there for Disney Plus just let it slip. Um, so it's out there now. So I don't know how Disney's going to respond to this, if they're going to respond. I know we have a, another topic later that uh, we feel that <laughs> Disney should respond to. But yeah, this looks legit. I'm 99% sure that this is going to happen. Season, two. season yeah. two of Book of Boba Fett. And also, if you check out our newest edition of the podcast on Patreon, which is Rogue Rumors, um, I talk about something that actually ties into what uh, what we just talked about in regards to the Book of Boba Fett Season 2. Um, so that show on Patreon is nothing but spoilers and rumors and leaks from trusted sources. You'll see me and Colin talk about stuff on Rogue Rumors if you want to check that out, if that's your kind of thing. I know James doesn't like that very much. But... I'm not a big fan of the uh, the spoilers. <laughs> In this last episode we dropped for Rogue Rumors, there's heat mass like you will be spoiled. Like it's Oof. incredible stuff. Oof. 
So if, oh, if I will not listen to that. Out, so. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's probably true. We're gonna get Book of Boba season two. I I know there wasn't the greatest reception for mm-hmm. the Book of Boba Fett, um, but having Tamir Morrison at Star Wars Celebration Anaheim and being as animated and as vocal and telling the press that he hopes that Boba gets back to his bounty hunting aggressiveness, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, I think we're all kind of in favor of that. Um, so. And, and, and yeah, it would be nice to see Boba Fett unleashed, you know, the, the, the legend of, you know, we, we did get, and I, and I, and I mentioned this and I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, I did mention this in one of our Patreon daily episodes where I said, you know, book of Boba Fett seemed like a great introduction to like the most the craziest coolest story that's about to happen um and so now that he's in charge now we're going to see how he in season two which we're saying is going to happen we're going to see how he's going to put his fist down to really really take control to where everybody's going to fear him again and i think what's really cool is the show ends and everyone's going to episode one ends with everybody i think in the galaxy will probably be like oh he's back like he's Boba Fett is back, back. So I, I think it's just going to get bigger. Um, but just a really strange way to find out, you know? <laughs> it's a really strange way for us to find out that we will get a season two. Um, and honestly, this is just me saying, I didn't think we were going to get a season two of the Book of Boba Fett based off of the uh, reception it did receive. Um, I, I mean, again, like you and myself, David, we're all for Star Wars content. Just give it, give it, just give it to us. But that one was the one that I was a little uneasy about that. We probably were not going to get a, a second season. But yeah, and sometimes it, it is tough. I think for this certain situation with the Book of Boba Fett season one, it's tough to kind of kind of think outside our bubble because we're so like heavily into Star Wars and we're yeah. heavily analytical and we're really reading the tea leaves of all the fans and seeing all the fans' opinions in regards to Book of Boba Fett. But I think the streaming numbers will justify a season two. Yeah. And I think that's the reasoning. And um it and it did get a lot of it did get a lot of views. And of course the people say their favorite episodes were the Mandalorian episodes. Um so it I it's I could I could see why it happened, but I'm I'm actually really surprised that it did happen. So um but hey like I said before, I'm all for it. Bring me season two, man. I'm 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 there to watch it. I'm 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 excited to see what they what they do next with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard jokes online. Will this be Book of Boba Fett season one point five? <laughs> yeah, I've um I saw some people saying like, Well, I, we're already getting Mandalorian season three. Why do we need to get Book of Boba Fett also? You know, like people were I don't know. Um if if they're smart which sometimes they are. Uh, I would not bring Din Djarin into the Book of Boba Fett. I would kind of keep him away just to avoid the whole <laughs> what happened before. Um, but that's my that's my opinion about it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just one of those things that Grogu, man, he just freaking Grogu is just the hottest thing. So you just kind of put in something Star Wars, you know. I'm honestly surprised he didn't show up in uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that seemed like a slam dunk for Obi Wan Kenobi. To bring, that was a slam dunk. To bring, I like the Grogu. way you said that, James. You're welcome. That's that. I coined that from you. Just want you to know that. That's a that's a David. So, so speaking of Grogu, uh oh, the director of 
the classic Gremlins had something to say. Uh-oh, here we go. This is where the controversy begins. So, yes, we're going to get super controversial here. Not, no, not really. So, Joe Dante said that Grogu is a shameless ripoff of Gizmo from Gremlins. And I have a picture here so everyone watching oh on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter can, can weigh in. And I actually put a poll up on Patreon as well, asking our patrons who is cuter, Grogu or Gizmo. So you be the judge. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Who's cuter? Um... I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go with my boy Grogu right there. He's he's the cuter <laughs> one out of out of out of the two of them. So I disagree. I think Gizmo is actually cuter. Oh okay. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah. I'm, a, I'm a kid of the '80s, so yes. I grew up watching Gremlins. I I, I mean Gremlins <laughs> is, was in my VHS rotation along with Star Wars, along with Rocky Two, which is weird, along with Teen Wolf. Just, just a random. <laughs> Yeah, Rocky, Rocky Two was in there too. You know, yeah, Rocky Two was still in there. So, <laughs> so when we watched Episode One of The Mandalorian Season One, and at the very end, of course, that's when you see Grogu for the first time. And yeah. We didn't know his name, of course, was Baby Yoda. That's what everyone called him. We didn't know what to call him. I said that looks a lot like Gizmo. I told myself that. I was like, wow, that's that's pretty interesting. They they made like a Gizmo type character, and I said that to myself. But I didn't hear anyone else talk about that fact. And not until this past week when Joe Dante brought this up. I was like, yeah, I mean, it pretty much is like kind of like a like a ripoff almost. And you you heard comments online about the fact that Yoda existed before Gremlin. So, yeah, it's not a ripoff. But, yeah, Yoda doesn't look like Grogu, though. I mean, Yoda is a different... It's the same species, but it doesn't look exactly like what Yoda looks. Yoda looks like an old man, you know. Yeah, he's not like cute, you know. He's not like a baby. And Joe Dante pretty much pointed this out in an interview. So, hmm. yeah, I'm gonna say Joe Dante is trying to. Um, I don't know. I think he's trying to start some stuff that I don't think he should be starting. Um, because I, I I see it, but at the same time, I'm over here saying, "Well, Gro like Yoda is was there for I'm I'm in the I'm in the I'm in the category that Yoda was first, and Grogu is just a smaller, slightly cuter version. Yeah, the eyes are big. The eyes the eyes are matching between Gizmo and and Grogu. Hey, they both start with a G. Hmm, I think we're mm-hmm. onto something here. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but um, I'm I'm gonna say no. Nah, I think think they got Grogu from yoda and gizmo is gizmo maybe gizmo's ears came from yoda you know what i mean so it's just uh i don't know i just i think it's funny when i when i read that and i kind of just shook my head when i read it too i was like really dude like really (laughs) so joe dante does have an upcoming project that he's trying to promote as well there's going to be a gremlins animated show i think on hbo max or something no that's yeah that's that's why he was being interviewed and that's i mean yeah, there's he got publicity from this because a lot of sites ran with his story. But I thought it was very interesting, though, because I had that same notion that it they basically 
did a gizmo for Star Wars. That was my first inclination. <laughs> but see, I'm a I'm a huge Gremlins person though. When I was a kid, Gremlins was my thing. It was awesome. It was super cool. Produced by Steven Spielberg and Kathleen Kennedy. Oh, um, I was gonna say, was Kathleen Kennedy involved in that one? Yeah, yeah, she was. Hmm. So it's <laughs> there's another connection. <laughs> Holy crap, dude! The pre- <laughs> anytime I saw the three of them, Frank Marshall, Steven Spielberg, and Kathleen Kennedy, it was always like, whoa! <laughs> you know what I mean, like, <laughs> like watching. Um, like the like the land before time the first one you're just like holy crap all three of them and george lucas like produced this but yeah okay so i didn't know <laughs> kathleen kennedy and steven spielberg produced gremlins <laughs> yikes that's nuts but uh, eh. and it, it's it, it's a classic 80s movie i mean it's 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 a uh, written by chris columbus you know, directed by Joe Dante, produced by Spiel. so it's just a classic '80s movie, and and I, I've watched it, and it's dark and twisted, you know, <laughs> but uh, but it's fun. Yeah, you know? like, like it was kind of weird that it was for children, kind of, you know, and it was like a Christmas yeah. movie. It's like, a Christmas movie. Approvingly watching it, I watched it, and you see the old lady fly out the window, and I was like, it's like, what am I watching right here? Um, but now I'm just. I don't know. I think, like I said, I think Joe Dante got some good press from all this. Oh, yeah, I think people, sure. I think a lot of people went back and watched Gremlins this week. I think a lot yeah. of people watched Gremlin clips on YouTube. Uh, and I think, and I don't want to be a, a jerk, but I think a whole new generation discovered Gremlins. Um, you know, like the younger generation probably for the first time looked it up and there they go. And now they're going to start watching Gremlins and Gremlins 2, which is the most bizarre sequel in the history of sequels. I just want to say that Gremlins 2 is just. Gremlins 2 is a trip. They were they had too much money and too much <laughs> to do that movie, but um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna just gonna say similar, but I don't think Grogu was a direct ripoff of Gizmo. That's my opinion. Uh oh, David and I disagree on something. All right, but we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. All right, what else? What else do we have next? So this past week, um. Neither James nor I were at the Mando Plus panel, but of course they dropped a new trailer for season three, and it's glorious. It's greatness. The music, yes. the cuts, fast, intense, just wonderful. And it leaked online from someone sitting at the floor level, and it wasn't a good copy. And people still analyze it, picked it apart. Um, but there are some chunks of it missing. So this past week, a clear copy was dropped online. Mm. And I tried sharing it on Facebook, <laughs> on our Facebook group, but it got hit for copyright, so there's no way you can watch it. Mm. Um, I wanted to put it on our Patreon, but uh, there's no way to get it through copyright there as well. But Twitter, you go to Twitter and watch it all day long. So it's on Twitter. <laughs> that's where it kind of, that's where this new copy originated from, and it is spectacular. You clearly see the specific actors that people people were kind of mis misidentifying, and um, detail on people's costumes, detail on Mandalorians that we had never seen before. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's. I mean, you get so hyped watching and listening to that music. It's it's incredible. Like I said, it's fast, it's intense. It looks like 
I guess spoilers for the trailer if you haven't seen it, but it looks like R5D4 is in that N1 Starfighter. Oh my now. gosh. And that makes me so happy. And that that like synergy that Star Wars does. I mean, it's it's not fan service because it makes sense because R5D4 is with Pelimato. He's friends with Pelimato on Tatooine on in so, Docking Bay 35. So he's going back to Tatooine again. <laughs> like I just want to throw Those that out. Bro- yeah, I know. I'm just I, when I because I, I read about this and about how people are thinking that that's how Book of Boba Fett. We, we might get a little Boba Fett as well in this show uh, because he's going to be going to Tatooine. Of course, he may have to go pay his respects to you know Boba Fett. But I, I read that and I was like, oh my gosh, again, like again, we can't stay away from from Tatooine. Well, I mean, but, a lot revolves around Tatooine. It does. It really does. It really does. But the fact that our that that you know he's gonna be a part of this and he's gonna be helping Din Djarin flying around and the fact that he's gonna let him help you know what I mean like he's gonna because we all know Din's history with droids so this is gonna be it's it's a it's gonna be really interesting that he's gonna be like okay yeah go ahead help well he help started him. to come around with the pit droids in season two he yeah and plus work on the razor crusher yeah true true so um so yeah I I, I um what else what else did we notice in the in the trailer what else did you see that like like just stuck out to you? uh katie o'brien is back uh she was a female imperial uh with moff gideon and oh that's Steve right the yeah, mandalorian yeah. and she, it looks like she's changed sides so Ooh. and dr pershing's back who actually met uh that met that actor omid Abtahi in the parking garage that's right there. and uh he said he wants to come on the podcast i said great so hopefully he's on the podcast eventually um we see him across the table from like um, what seems to be like across from the medical droid and three PO. Um, we see the monkey lizards hanging. We see a bunch of monkey lizards hanging out in like a tree with no leaves. Hmm. And that that was the first one of the first images of the trailer. Uh, we see some new starfighters uh, trying to take out Din Djarin and his, his N one starfighter. Um, we see, like I mentioned before, uh, different Mandalorians with different armor, different colors. Female Mandalorians as well. Um, Paz Vizsla is back. No Moff Gideon though. That was kind of interesting. I, I think Moff Gideon. I I, I think he's going to be hidden until the end of the season. I think I think there's going to be a moment where he he's going to get broken out, and I think when that happens, we're going to get our first look at Thrawn. I think that's going to be the big pull for season three is that at the end of it, you're going to be like, oh man, this just got like, just this went from amazing to the most spectacular, you know? Um, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not surprised that Moff Gideon's not showing up in any of the promotional stuff as of yet. And like I said on the Patreon, I'm just repeating myself. I apologize patrons, but Star Wars and Disney plus shows are amazing with how they promote these things. Like the trailers they show us are only, a few episodes how many episodes have we seen in this trailer like three four episodes five episodes and we still have three three hours of footage that we have no idea about you know so i don't know that for me that's what's exciting when i hear about like oh man this happened in the in the mandalorian trailer this happened in the mandalorian trailer and i'm like what are they not showing us what is the what is the whole other plot they're not even telling us about yeah it, it, it's so good, man. 
I, I played Mando season one just on my computer randomly, and I just I just couldn't pull my myself away from it. I mean, it's just so great, and, and and for that to be the first Disney Plus series for Star Wars, it was perfect. It was huge. It, yeah, it, it, it relaunched Star Wars. Yeah, if I ever all the time, but... yeah, if I ever have kids, I'll be able to tell them like, hey, day one Disney Plus, this happened, and and the the Star Wars changed forever after that happened like it was nuts we ne- i never thought i would see something like that happen where like you said star wars was like reborn and it was like what in the world you know but um but yeah so yeah i've, I've seen images of this trailer i'm still bitter that i didn't like they haven't released it online yet like starwars.com has not released the trailer online it's like come on man just just put it out there just get us hyped it is talking for the next few months, you know. Yeah, I digress. Sorry, I have no idea why they haven't released it either. I mean, it's it's one of those things, and I think that Lucasfilm should have a position where there's a person that kind of can take the temperature of the fandom and pop culture, exactly. and exactly just know kind of what the obvious thing to do is for the fans. I mean, there there's a lot of obvious things we it's, think. I, I think so too because I you know even the Star Wars show when it comes out it's always last week's news and you're like oh, what's the point why are you like they yeah they do interviews and then even StarWars.com I sub- subscribe to the website they send me notifications whenever anything happens they sent me the Light and Magic trailer like four days after it dropped <laughs> they're like watch the Light and Magic trailer and I was like okay like why like I, it's just like somebody they don't understand it's like they don't understand how that works i don't know but uh but yeah just release just give us the mando trailer even just give us a teaser don't even give us that trailer. just give us a teaser or something because it's it's less than a year away i mean i don't know it just drives me crazy yeah like, i digress it's an odd one yeah i'm sure they have their reasons but I mean, no one's been able to pinpoint exactly why they just don't release them. It's weird. Anyways. Anyways, jumping to something that uh, we do have the trailer for in high definition. Um, It's uh, this guy right here. Yes. So yeah, Cassie (laughs) and Andor is going to have his own show called Andor. And it's going to drop August 31st. It'll be here before you know it. And yeah, very soon. So Diego Luna, Genevieve O'Reilly, and someone named Sani Wallenberg, uh, who's an executive producer, did an interview, which is on our Facebook group. And you can watch it. It's seven minutes long. But Diego Luna and Genevieve O'Reilly do delve into aspects, I think, that weren't widely known about what the show's going to be about. And it's it's an interview that was actually done at Star Wars Celebration. It was just released on the 15th. And Diego Luna does specifically say that this show is not all about Cassie and Andor at all. You see different characters, different planets. Um, it's essentially how the Rebellion was born. And James and I were talking about this before the podcast. And James came up with the idea that the better name probably for this show would be... Um. Birth of the Rebellion. So that probably is more accurate to what we're actually going to see. Uh, we're going to have a lot of Cassian, a lot of Mon Mothma, 
Apparently, we're going to get to see Mon Mothma's origin story, so to speak. Um, maybe not when she was a little girl, but when she started in the Senate and what led all the events that led to her becoming one of the leaders of the rebellion and deciding to rebel. So that should be super exciting. Of course, there's that continuity with bringing back the actress from the deleted scenes of Revenge of the Sith. And of course, she was in Rogue One. And mm-hmm. now she's back. It's 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 so great to me. It's like Joel Edmondson came back. Yeah, I, I love that the actors they 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 can do that. They can come back to to play these roles again. It's and it's so crazy to be like, oh hey, I was in that. That was cool. I had a great time. And then to get the call, like, would you want to come back and do it again? It's like, yeah. Like, why would I not want to come back and do it again? And I'm glad that we're gonna get a Mon Mothma kind of backstory, if you may, because. Okay, again, controversial, I know, but she just shows up in Return of the Jedi, and everybody was perfectly fine with her just showing up in Return of the Jedi. Like, nobody got mad. Nobody <laughs> was like, who is she? Why? Did, where does she come from? Like, I don't understand. What's her backstory? She can't just show up in the last movie and be in charge of everything. And then you get to the sequel trilogy. Uh, I mean, nobody said that. And then you get to the sequel trilogy, everybody just loses their minds over every new character they introduce. Like, every like oh like haldo who is this like why is she important who gave her the keys to all and it's like easy but everyone was fine with mon mothma and so i'm i'm personally glad that we are getting that that little bit of her backstory because she's a very interesting character um so i think that's great so let me ask you this question um where is i think colin would probably have a better not, not saying you don't but where's rebels in all this where's the tv show rebels during this event? Uh, during this event. So Andor takes place five years before the Battle of Yavin. And the okay. first season is going to be one year. And the second season is going to be the consecutive four years in three episode blocks of TV. So if you factor all that in, Rebels, I believe, took place right before a new hope yeah rebels is a few years before a new hope because because leia leia is still fairly young and luke of course we don't really see luke but obi-wan already looks like old man obi-wan during this and there's a really great episode wherever uh, mon mothma she's in rebels she gives a speech asking for those people for people to join her and it's just there's a really cool moment of the ships just coming out of hyperspace toward them and it's like this is the start of the rebellion so it's like oh that's cool and of course rebels you know the, all the characters from rebels are in there so is there a chance we will see these characters from from rebels like maybe not all of them but maybe a few cameos throughout like there ha- like we have to see them you know what i mean yeah with with the connectivity um i'm pretty sure we and especially with Ahsoka. i mean Ahsoka seems like they showed the back of hera I mean, yeah, yeah, Era's got to be in there. Yeah. You know, Sabine's got to be Sabine in there. Of course, is cast. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're gonna get. Is this a Qui Gon Jinn? Like, it's definite. If it exactly. doesn't happen, it's gonna be weird. Right, okay. right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's Filoni. He loves these characters. He spent a lot of time with them. I wouldn't say it's easy for him to just concentrate on those characters but i mean he has such a familiarity and probably a love for these characters that he brought into animation and a lot of people are huge fans of rebels 
Rebels has a huge following. Yeah. To have them in live action and continue that story would be would be huge for, for a certain part of fandom. And I would love to see it. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of Rebels because I haven't really seen most of it. But, <laughs> I mean, it, it's just one of those things. I do love, from what I have seen, I and what I've heard, what I've read, what I've ingested via other people on the podcast and other fans, it's great. It's, yeah, it's one of the it's best. Fantastic. So, and where the timeline is, and how we're finding out what Andor is going to be about. It, right there. I have a rebel. There it is, the loft cat. The <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so based off of what we're hearing about Andor, about how Diego Luna is saying, you know, he's really not the main focus of the show. Um, it, it just makes sense that they would bring in a character from Rebels for us to see, like for us to see. And man, maybe they'll even do a de-aged uh, Ahsoka. Like, that would be pretty cool to see. Just a little bit younger Rosario doll. I mean, she already looks like she's has it aged in the past 25 years. But just to have her just a little bit younger coming in to do, to do something like that. Remember when we thought Moses Ingram was a younger Ahsoka at yeah. one point? Oh, yeah, I remember hearing. Yep, yep. So, uh, so does is Tony Gilroy uh, with, like, yes. the, with the lore? <laughs> like, is he with... Is he up with all of this? You know what I mean? Because remember, you you were the one who told me that Abrams does, did not like the, the prequels. And so he did a lot of stuff not to acknowledge the prequels. You know, kind of, you know, like he never liked talking about the prequels. Do we know if Tony Gilroy is all about everything? No, Tony Gilroy does not like Star Wars, according to him back last decade. But seeing him with my own eyes at the Lucasfilm Plus panel on stage with Diego Luna and Genevieve O'Reilly, it was like, he was so excited. He was so animated. He was just like, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And I'm going to drop a spoiler right here. And, and y'all are all like, this they're is just like looking at him like, <laughs> and I was like totally blown back. That was one of the huge takeaways of that panel was how excited Tony Gilroy was. That is that, that I'm still not, fathoming like that like that happening because yeah because because from everything we've read everything we've seen of tony gilroy he's very subdued he's very kind of cerebral and then when he came out and just started saying stuff and I, and he was like moving his hands around and it was like he was into it i was like oh my god everything that we knew of him he he wasn't a star wars fan he came in there and said you need to do this this and this and that'll make the movie great and he made the movie great for Rogue yeah. one so Hopefully, he still has some of that greatness left over, and we get a great two seasons of Andor because it's going to lead up right up to the events of Rogue One, the movie he worked on. And I mean, if he did his homework and he got excited for it, and he was like, and and, and as y'all know, and as we've said, he's he's the, the two seasons are mapped out. Like he's already each. I'm not going to say they're all written, but everything is he knows exactly what's about to happen in the next two seasons or the two. So that's exciting that they're not like kind of making it up as they go. Um, I, I, I would just feel a lot happier knowing that he is with it all with the clone wars, rebels, all the other stuff that happening around, you know, that we haven't really seen before. I really hope he gives us all that. And from what you say, it sounds like he might, he might surprise everybody and give us a lot of the goods. And I do kind of worry a little bit. Uh, there's a little bit of worry because he might ha not have that same perspective that he did with Rogue One. He might be a fan now. 
and he might yeah. come at it at a fan angle this time and not that same kind of Jason Bourne, Michael Clayton mentality anymore. He might be a huge Star Wars fan now. Wouldn't that be funny if, if <laughs> Tony Gilroy just next time we see him, he's wearing Star Wars shirts. You know what I mean? Like he's walking oh down Hollywood. Where we're like, dude, what happened, man? It's like you wrote Michael Clayton, and now you're the biggest Star Wars fan that we've, you know we've ever seen. I always go back to Michael Clayton because I freaking love that movie. That's just such a such a great movie. But anyways, yeah. Um, yeah. but that yeah, that's really funny to think about. He he became a Star Wars fan, and that's gonna hinder him from writing, just doing what he does best, you know, because he's gonna be like, he just came in from the outside and was like just a great filmmaker, and was like, I see what you got. I saw the rough cut. You need to cut this, cut that, all the trailer stuff. Get rid of it. You need to do this. This. this." Yeah, that's so funny. All the all the stuff you shot for the trailer, get rid of it all. Like, just get rid of. He just came. I don't care how many people have seen this. You got to get rid of it. You got to put this in there. You got to change that. That goes there. This goes there. And then boom, that's your movie. And then he cashes his check. Yep. And then he walked away. And then he did. I don't think he did any hardly any interviews. And then Disney Um, Plus came along, and he started watching it, and he's like, "Oh my god, this is great." He watched all seven seasons of Clone Wars and Rebels and was like, oh, this is it. I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm totally in. And um, so, so, yeah. so the question now is who's going to oh. be Tony Gilroy's Tony Gilroy? <laughs> who's going to be Tony Gilroy? Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin comes in and completely just takes over and changes Star Wars. That would be awesome. That would be the best. That would be really good. And see, really and see, the whole like reasoning always was the fact that the, the big name creators didn't want to get involved with Star Wars because they would get torn to shreds by the fans. But I don't think Aaron Sorkin cares about that. No, I think he would drop in and then boom, and then I could see him out and like don't care. And it's like a masterpiece, and everyone's begging <laughs> Aaron Sorkin to come back. He's like, no, I'm done. I'm moving on to Social Network Part Two. You know what movie? Okay, this is not related to that but you know what movie he did help write but never got like the credit for was uh schindler's list he did a pass on schindler's list and then but steven zalian's name is the is the screen is the is the screenwriter and he worked on he worked on moneyball with them too right and yeah then he then he actually got the credit for that though he did get the credit for um for moneyball but there is there they there were reports that he did a pass on schindler's list and, and rewrote a lot of the dialogue to make it more interesting and didn't get any credit for it. So that's great. He's just one of those guys, you know, just like in the social network when they refer to Mark Zuckerberg of like creating software and giving it away for free and an MP3 player. He just gave it away when he tells the the winkle vi. (laughs) The winkle vi. But, um, (laughs) but yeah, I think I could see Aaron Sorkin being the the Tony Gilroy for, uh, for this, but yeah. I trust Gilroy. I wasn't a big fan of uh, uh, Born Legacy. That was one with the Jeremy Renner. That one was yeah. it was good, but it wasn't. But that one he wrote and directed himself, which I was like. Eh. But I always go back to Michael Clayton. Like that was that was good. The Born, the first three Born movies, that those were good. You know, um, we'll see. We'll see. And we're just and it's got to be here very quick. Season yeah. like episode one of Andor is going to be here so fast. Oof, like. And like we talked before, the visual effects for this thing just look, it looks cinema quality, you know, you know, picture like it just looks amazing. 
Let's just leave him up there. The <laughs> just, just yeah, just, just do it. Just let's see what happens. It'll go away if I click on another picture, though. <laughs> but yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, yeah, Diego Luna is like getting ready to snipe. It's awesome. Someone, possibly Galen. Hey. On Edu. Are we gonna see Galen or so in this thing? No, no, we're not gonna see him at all. That's possible. I mean. Yeah. Unless he like snuck out to do something really quickly and then comes and goes back home, you know? I don't know. Yeah. And Lyra in their apartment. Baby yeah. Jen. Yeah, on, on Coruscant, yeah. I was gonna say, man, Mads Mickelson was amazing. I I, I think I he 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 needed a bigger part, man. Like he just he did so good. Yeah. So th- good. Th- there is much to be desired with Actors like Matt, like um, Mads Mikkelsen and Tandy Newton, yeah, should not just be just. Oh, they're so great, and we killed <laughs> them off. I, I know we, you and I and Joseph had a Tandy Newton uh, episode a few like years ago, where we were like, like I just want to see her in anything, but in Star Wars, just give me a whole movie about her, and I would watch it. They would just, and she's, yeah, and she see, was so great. She was so. Great. I think Tandy Newton had the same mentality as Tony Gilroy. She didn't care. She did the best job she could. She didn't care what was going to be said about her. She did her thing, cashed her check, and she was magnificent. <sighs> She's just one of those people, you know. I, I had heard that she was on her. She was almost about to quit Hollywood. She was almost about to quit acting. Um, at that point, but then she got that audition in the West World, like, like mm-hmm. at around the same time, and she was like. Okay, maybe I can, maybe I can do this. And she's still, she's still going to, she's still going today, you know. Yeah, I think the first time I saw her was in Mission Impossible Two. Mission Impossible Two was my first time I saw her. Yeah, I was like, who is this? I like, well, uh, I was like, who is this insanely beautiful, Tom talented? <laughs> I'm like, I guess, I guess she's big now. Yeah. And um, but yeah, her, and then I, I hope they don't do the same thing because we got Stalin Skarsgård in in Star Wars, which is huge and amazing. I really up. hope. He doesn't just like hop in for a few episodes and then he leaves and then you never see him again. You know, like I really don't want that to happen. The Werner Herzog. Yeah, oh. don't do that. But, but Stalin Skarsgård's like a, a way way better actor than than Werner Herzog. I mean, Werner Herzog was pretty good, but I would like to see the baby. <laughs> There's a whole TikTok page of like this woman talking like Werner Herzog. It's funny, anyway. Um. But yeah, like I, I really hope they don't just Stalin Skarsgård. Like, all right, cool, one episode, you're done. Please don't do that. Please mm. do not do that to us. Anyways, mm. I know we're going all over the place here. So yeah, other news dropped about another TV show, which I think uh, we're not as we're not looking at it as something that we're going to get right away because, of course, it hasn't been shot. It's in pre-production, and there's no there's no release date. But we got some information on the Acolytes. And there goes Diego Luna. He's gone. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there he goes. So we have heard in the past, though, that we are going to get references to some older Sith Lords. To maybe a Darth Bane, Darth Revan, stuff like that in this series. So, which is super tantalizing. We want to <laughs> see that. That's, that's Lucasfilm listening to us. So, apparently, this TV show, Acolyte, is in pre-production right now, and it's going to film 
in Reading, England at Shinfield Studios, where allegedly they have a volume there now. Wow. So this would make that two volumes in the UK at two separate places that I that I'm aware of. Um but yeah, Star Wars is still big in England. They shot Andor there. They they shot of course a lot of the original trilogy there. And of course, we will be in London for the next Star Wars celebration in less than 9 months. <laughs> but maybe maybe we'll get some big Acolyte might be the big the big thing at celebration actually. I mean, Jude Law, he's already there. He might come out and talk. Well, Jude Law's not in the Acolyte. I thought he was in Acolyte. He's in Skeleton Crew. Oh, Skeleton Crew. I apologize. I do apologize. But the rumor was that he might be an Acolyte. Oh, okay, okay. So that's probably why that popped up. So apparently, one of the directors for, or the director of Loki is tapped to direct at least an episode for the Acolyte. And she's also British. I got a picture of her right here. She did a fantastic job with Loki. She directed every episode just like Deborah Chow did with Obi-Wan Kenobi. And hopefully it's not just one episode. I mean, that's kind of... Unless you have like a star-studded cast of directors, mm-hmm. it's like you need to give this person who is obviously talented more than just one episode. Maybe you could give her the whole thing. I mean, I don't know. But I know Leslie Headland is, is show-running... And she is um, going to. She's she's basically the person that is really heading up this project. And mm-hmm. from bestmanbulletin.com, they had a little article here in regards to uh, Kate Heron and the story of the Acolyte and pre-production, and will film in Shinfield and Reading. So they say that currently little is known about the Acolyte. We know that the series was created by Leslie Headland who created the critically acclaimed Russian doll for Netflix, and she'll also be the showrunner of the series. And we know that the series focuses on the emergence of the dark side in the final days of the High Republic era. Mm. It's rumored that Amanla Stenberg from Bodies, Bodies, Bodies has been cast as the lead of the series, but no more. Their actors have been attached, nor have additional writers or directors, but with production ramping up and the start of principal photography inching ever closer, I'm sure we'll hear more on the series soon. So, Man, that has a lot of potential. That has a ton of potential to be something really great. I 100% agree with you, James. There is a chance for us to get a very, very dark TV show. And it if I were running it, it would be the darkest Disney Plus TV yeah. show out there. And it probably wouldn't be for children either. I mean, it would be that dark. Yeah, the, the more like it's being described and the more it's being like talked Andor. about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's wearing her Andor shirt. You see that? We were just talking about Andor. <laughs> see, I had her walk. She, she, she missed her cue, but she was supposed to walk <laughs> earlier. We were talking about Andor. <laughs> but, but um but no like hearing about it and just hearing like and of course this is going to be the first i think this is also going to be a test as to whether or not people are are okay with a high republic content live action because right now high republic is strictly books comic books audio books and um and it's 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 a hit it's it's doing really really well but i think this is going to be a moment for us to see whether or not the 
fans will embrace the High Republic, then maybe they're going to go back even further. Like, I think we may get that also. If this shows a success, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more High Republic content. It's the slam dunk that we've been talking about, James. You, you, need, you need to get Bane in there. You need to get Revan in there yeah. somehow, some way. This might be the vehicle, the Acolyte, to, to give us that. Yes. And, and, and that's then, what... You're right. That's what everybody wants to see. That's what everybody yeah. wants to... Yeah. No, I, mean, I the Force FX lightsabers out there for Revan. That thing is like $250 everywhere. Yes. And people are buying it. And I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I have a feeling this is going to be a, um, it's going to be like, like Andor, this is also going to be something very special. I think it's going to be something very, I think it's going to be very dark, very dark and twisted. And I think it's going to be really great. So the opportunity for Dark Plagueis the Wise, the opportunity oof. for young Palpatine, the opportunity to tie in the, the High Republic novels and have characters mm-hmm. brought lifted from the pages of those novels and put on screen and the people that actually took the time and invested in the high Republic will be like, Oh my gosh, it's that, 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 that's that person from that novel. I mean, the synergy, I mean, that's the beauty of star Wars. One of the, one of the aspects of star Wars is just fantastic. It was something to see cosplayers as high Republic characters uh, as celebration. Like that was they showed a, a clip where there was a lot of people who, who who dressed up and and they all shouted, "We are the Republic!" And I was like, "That is freaking amazing!" But they they did it. Like there's a there is a, there is a a hardcore fan of hardcore fans of the High Republic. So um, we have no release date on this thing. We know it might go to production soon. Um, and I think it'd be pretty cool if this ends out the year. And like you said, Acolyte might be the the draw for celebration uh 2023 so uh, maybe that's like the big christmas thing they're going to be doing uh, us because mando's coming out february uh was it february yeah february yes, yes. and then ahsoka so, right after that so correct so acolyte may be the finale for the year for disney for for, for lucasfilm which is saying a lot like they're i think they're they're hoping this is going to be something huge so i'm excited for that and I know Leslie Headland has said that Acolyte is not going to drop anytime soon, but since starting pre-production, allegedly, we might get it at the end of 2023. Yeah. I have yeah, that for like a Christmas release. Yeah, I have a feeling that, that that's probably what's going to happen. So, we'll see. Yeah. All right, what else? Uh, I know I have these notes here, too. Oh, that was it. Oh, man. Those are all the notes. Nope. It was oh, Harrison oh, yeah. Ford's birthday. We we missed it. Uh, happy belated birthday to Harrison Ford. And today is Billy Lord's birthday. Uh, so happy birthday to Billy Lord. She, yeah. Uh, um, there was another birthday. Oh, uh, Ben Burt's birthday was ben today Burt. also. Yeah. Man. Yeah, he's the goat, man. He's just, he's, he's, he is the best. I know George Lucas said that John Williams was a secret sauce to Star Wars. You got to throw Ben Bird in there too, man. You have to. The sounds he came up with, all iconic. There's not a single sound that you... There needs to be a test done for, I think, us first to have like a switchboard with all the sounds and then playing a sound and then having sounds from other 
science fiction fantasy yeah. movies and say, okay, is this Star Wars or not? And then we'd probably be like, yes or no. If it's yes, we'd probably be able to identify which movie it was from. That's how good Ben Burt was for that organic soundtrack that he created for Star Wars. Just incredible. And and then he created Wally. He he created that. He came up with that. Who came up with the idea of Wally? Was it Ben Burt? Uh, Andrew uh, Andrew Stanton. Okay. I think he said he wants to make R2-D2 the movie. And then, of course, yeah. Ben Burt was involved. And here's a crazy thing about Ben Burt. He, of course, we know he was a sound designer and sound mixer for uh, Star Wars, the, the the original trilogy. And he also he won the Oscar for it for uh, New Hope back in 1977. But did you know that he was also the editor of the prequels? He, yeah. Ed- <laughs> he got, okay, those are two different jobs yeah. in a movie. He said he mixed the sound and then he cut the picture as well. Yeah. And it's, I, I think that is, that's something a lot of people kind of forget that he did that. Um, there's only, there's only a few other uh, celebrities. I know, I know it's weird. The John Ottoman who wrote the score for Superman. He also cuts those movies too. That's a conductor who also is an editor, which is also very, very strange, but yeah, Ben Burt cut the, the prequel movies for George Lucas. So that is bizarre. Not only did he I do remember this... thinking in my twenties when Ben Burt was in the computer at the computer editing. I'm like, why is Ben Burt there? <laughs> it didn't hit me until I saw because I know what you're referring to. It's that Clipper. He they're talking yeah. about Panaka and Kenobi. Yeah, and, uh, I finally watched that, trying to figure out what George Lucas was doing, like, and why that was a big deal at the time. And you know why it was a big deal at the time. Because what they did was they they cro- they froze Panaka for a second, and then they continued him, and they were able to do that without you even noticing. And that was the big, that was the big, and that was why he said this is uh, this is you know a future direct. This is directing one on one right here. This is us creating a shot on a computer, which yeah. of course that's George Lucas's dream. But anyways, yeah, <laughs> Ben Burt. <laughs> Ben Burt was yeah, uh, so yeah, a lot of birthdays in Star Wars this summer. Like it seems like every day they're releasing Happy Birthday to this person, Happy Birthday to this person. Yeah, because there's so many people involved in Star Wars. Harrison Ford is 80 years old and still going strong, man. We saw well, I saw him in person. Oh, okay, <laughs> he was there, James. You were in the same building with Harrison Ford again. I saw him back in uh, Florida, which was really great. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, he was super charismatic during that 40th panel, too. More so oh. than the Lucasfilm showcase. But, <laughs> but, but you know, he, Howard, he did talk about getting a colonoscopy during the showcase, which was funny. He's a very interesting, very interesting person. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and of course, Indiana Jones comes out next year. I was just at Disneyland today, and I went and I, they have some, they're, they're getting all the Indiana Jones stuff already starting to get set up there. And um, they have the the crystal skull is there. I was like, holy crap! Um, <laughs> and I, I almost bought the hat. I almost bought the hat, but I put it back. So mm-hmm. I could have. How much was it? Ah, uh, it was like fifty eight dollars. That's not too bad. Dollars. And uh, I had it in my hand, and I was like, I gonna, "What am I gonna do with this thing?" <laughs> 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 you can wear it on the podcast. Wear it on the podcast. 
but then but here's i was wearing my star wars hat i have a bucket hat and if you saw my, our pictures from celebration yeah. that was, so i was wearing that today at, at disneyland and uh, i'm like i was like well, i can't be wearing multiple hats i was like well this is lucasfilm this is i was like no i'm just gonna stop and um, for if you're following us on Patreon, um, I, I put together a video of my adventures today at Galaxy's Edge. So, uh, so I, I sent it to David. David will be uploading it soon. Did you watch it? No, you haven't watched it. I haven't it's, seen it yet. Uh, it's the it's, greatest it's, video you're ever going to see. I just want you to know that it's the nice. best. The best. So, trick. so what tier level is that for? Um, I believe that yeah, this tier. Uh, Purple, purple crystal, the purple uh, yeah. kyber crystal, yeah. So right there at the very bottom, Galaxy's Edge adventure videos. And um, since I live so close, it is pretty crazy being able to just go. And uh, so, yeah, my wife and I went today, and it was a lot of fun. It was so hot. I mean, it was beyond burning. Like, it felt like California was closer to the sun than anything else in the galaxy. Like, it was crazy. And you're from Texas. And I'm from Texas. But I think... <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh but yeah so um but yeah so if you follow us uh, the purple tier on um on uh, patreon you'll see the video that i put together and hopefully i'll do more for y'all it was like i said it was a lot of fun so nice i'm looking forward to it man oh thank and you colin who was on social media he was on instagram and he posted um he was in one of the gondolas going to batu and he did he recorded a video uh yesterday and i believe he recorded the one uh, a couple days ago too he just had to send him to me mm. and yeah so we're just waiting on that and we're gonna i'm gonna let youtube do its thing to process the video that james shot I, i'm pretty sure it's gonna take all night while Probably. i'm sleeping to process then i'll upload it tomorrow morning and that'll be our first galaxies Galaxy's Edge adventure video. And uh, somebody asked us on YouTube, hi, are you guys on Pacific Time? I am. Uh, I, I, I am over in um, Anaheim. So I am in Pacific Time, and it's 1014 right now, and I have to wake up to go to work in five hours. So, <laughs> <laughs> But hey, man, the podcast. I had to do this podcast. I really it's wanted to do this. Podcast. Yeah, it's, it's 12, 15 so a.m. for me, so... Yeah. Oh, thank but you. But anyways, yes. Thanks, Rex Mortis, for following us, liking, subscribing to the video. Thank you so much. Thanks. Have a great night, Rex, and hope to see you again. And the last thing I wanted to talk about was the fact that San Diego Comic Con is happening next week. And if you go, you can see one of these, which is the N1 Starfighter Hot Toy, along with R5D4, uh, a BD Droid, uh, Jawa, and Looks can be deceiving because this is actually six foot by three foot long. Whoa, it's six feet long. So yes, it is two scale for a six scale figure. That so is. If you look at the cockpit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at the detail. Yeah, you could tell. Yeah, the details all there. R five D four. Who, if you put stock into him, buy all the R five D four merchandise you can find because I think he's going to get really popular. So, yeah, he's going to be a big deal coming here very soon. Yeah, next to Finn. Yep, for sure. <laughs> good job, good reference. Yeah. But um, alrighty then. Sorry, you see that there's Andor again in the background. <laughs> um, it's one here. Oh, where are you at, Rex? It's one o'clock. 
He must be over in the... Uh... So yeah, technically he's Eastern. Yeah, Eastern time. Nice. No wonder yeah. why he's probably asking, why are you guys still awake? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either, man. I really don't. <laughs> no, I just, I, I, like I said, I really want to be uh, on, on a pod. I haven't been on one of these in a while, and I just really wanted to join y'all again. Ohio, that's where uh, Mason is from. One of our. Oh, that's other... right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hello from hello from California. Nice. Hello from South Texas. <laughs> All righty then. Well, uh, I guess that was it. I guess we did a pretty good job today. <laughs> David yeah, loves you did a great job. <laughs> David just loves it when I say that. It makes him laugh every single time. But uh, but yeah, like we said at the beginning, be sure to hit us up. Uh, check us out on Patreon. We have a lot of great stuff on there. Uh, we try to upload each day. And um, we're, we're actually building more content. And if you follow us on Patreon, you also get access to our Discord. And Ray actually dropped some little, little sneak peeks of the, uh, the, the designs we're going to be doing for Celebration 2023. They look pretty good, and I like how she kind of cropped it just enough. And I was like, "Oh, you jerk!" Because even I was like, "That was really cool." But yeah, so yeah, you get access to our Discord on there as well. Um, and thank you so much for for listening to us and for helping us out for being a part of this podcast. And uh, we'll be back with another awesome topic this Wednesday. And may the force be with you. And also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. <laughs> oh yeah, always re- Power Stuff Podcast, Instagram Twitter Stuff Pod, TikTok. You can email us, email the show, and and be sure to give us a Twitch. like. If you're on uh, Apple Podcasts, give us a like, please. Give us five stars and a like on uh, Spotify as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, writing a review on Apple Podcasts, giving us five stars, helps out the podcast tremendously. Please do that. If you listen on Spotify, give us five stars there if you haven't yet. A lot of people have. Thank you so much for that. Yes, thank and you. Like James said, may the force be with you. Always. He's going to keep doing it until you turn it off. <laughs>